Hi everyone, you're listening to Guts and Girl Bits. I'm Alison Mitchell, a practicing naturopath, and I hope to share with you all sorts of information about women's health and digestive health to educate and empower you to make informed choices about your own health. Please remember that all information is general and does not replace consulting with a healthcare practitioner. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode which I'm so pleased to be able to share with you. Have you ever thought about the things that you'd wish you'd known when you were younger, or what advice you would give yourself in the past, or what you'd wish for your children to know? As I watch my children growing, I find myself thinking of all the things I need to remember to teach them, to show them, or wisdom that I wish I'd learnt earlier in life. A little while ago, I asked those of you who follow the Instagram page of Guts and Girl Bits what you'd love to hear about, and a common response was how to help your daughters. It certainly matches a topic for an episode that I've been thinking about, and so this episode was born. I have approached several of my friends and colleagues who are wise women and asked them to share a piece of wisdom or advice to a future generation of girls. The result was an incredibly beautiful and inspiring collection of wisdom that at times reads like poetry. I will mention that I certainly don't mean to exclude males in this episode, but I have focused this topic here because of two reasons. The request from the listeners for this topic, plus the fact that I work with women's health predominantly, and so it happens that not in just this episode, but most of my podcast episodes are centred around women's health. All the bios and contact details for the contributors in this episode can be found on my blog. To begin, this episode is Renee Lynch. She's a naturopath with her own young daughter, and she currently practices in the beautiful Orchard Street Clinic, Sydney. She shares with us wisdom about being in tune with your menstrual cycle and having a positive relationship with our bodies. Dear daughters, I wanted to talk to you about your menstrual cycle because if you're anything like me, the chat that I had with my mum when I was 11 years of age basically consisted of her showing me a pad and a tampon and telling me that I'd need to choose one of these methods every month for many, 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 many years to come. It wasn't overly inspiring. It didn't make me want to have my period. I felt weird. Nobody at school talked about it. It was just not a conversation that I would have had with my friends. And I find that really sad because it is something that connects women universally. And yet we turn our backs on it. We don't talk about it. And we're embarrassed by it. So as the years have gone on, I've looked to different cycles in nature or the universe. And now I actually think that women are incredibly blessed to have this cycle to live by. If you think about the moon cycle, the tides in the ocean, the astrological calendar, there's so many incredible cycles that we live with that harness You know, if you think of even the seasons of the year, winter, how we feel in winter is so different to how we feel in summer. And so I wanted to explain to you today about how I relate to the menstrual cycle and the different stages of our cycle, similar to the seasons of the year. So we start on day one 
And that is the first day of your bleed. And this is what I like to call inner winter. And some of the feelings that we have in winter really correlate with how you feel in those first few days of your menstrual cycle. You may feel a little bit more quiet, not as social. You want to slow down. You go inward. You may be feeling sensitive. Um, you want to keep warm. So this is beautiful and this should be honored. When you have your menstrual cycle, this is the chance for you to slow down, let go of things and just go inward. So that might mean saying no to plans with friends on the weekend and just spending some time at home doing things for you. So then we go into roughly days 6 to 16 and this is your inner spring and this is a beautiful time for creativity. You're starting to feel more energized, a little bit more playful, a little bit more social, more active. You're definitely a lot more focused um, and that really correlates with how we feel in springtime, especially coming out of winter. You know that feeling from winter to spring. Everything seems more doable. You have more energy. It's exactly the same. So then we move into days 17 to 22, and this is when ovulation occurs, and this is what we call our inner summer. So this is often when a woman feels her best you are definitely more social, you're feeling fresh, fun and flirty. Um, this is often a time if you play sports that you will have your best performance. You might cook, you might kick, you know, so many more goals in soccer or whatever sport you play. You're just feeling your absolute best. And that, again, correlates with how we feel in summer. Um, so it's a really great time to make plans with friends, go out, enjoy yourself. Then as we come to the end of our cycle, so roughly days 23 to 29, this is our inner autumn. And so again, this is where we're starting to quieten down as we go back into winter. So it's a really great time to finish, pro um, finish projects, um, going inward, uh, nourishing your body and just winding down for that winter. Um, there's even different ways that they say we can eat with our cycle in that first half of your cycle. Um, you know, that the spring, summer, having a lot more fresh um, fruits and vegetables and then in the autumn, winter, as you would in autumn, winter, having things that are a lot more easier to digest, like slow-cooked meats, soups, broths, that kind of thing. So this happens to us every month, and I think that that's just absolutely incredible. And if you can understand these different elements of your menstrual cycle, you can really harness that power to help you in everyday life. I know for me, I would always seem to get quite emotional around day 21 and this is before I would track my cycle and it would be something that wouldn't usually bother me or upset me and by tracking my cycle and understanding these different phases it made sense to me that okay this happens every month it's just time to slow things down and focus focus on myself and um, you know, honour that inner autumn. So I hope this helps you. I really, really 
hope to help as many women as possible um, get in touch with their cycle and not dread it every month and think of it as this beautiful gift that we've been given. It's more than just our ability to create life. It's so much more. And if you if you want to do some more research, just look into the menstrual cycle and the seasons. I really hope this has helped. Next, we're joined with Kira Sutherland. She's a practicing naturopath and nutritionist, and she specializes in sports nutrition. She also teaches both naturopathy and nutrition at various universities in Sydney, which is where I met her teaching at Endeavour. She's been in practice for about 25 years, and she also has a 14-year-old daughter. Today, she'll be talking to us about how there are many different types of body shapes and how it's very helpful for our self-esteem and body image to identify what our true body shape actually is so that we don't compare ourselves to others. Dear daughters, what would I like you to know or what would I have liked to have known what I've learned over the years that I think will be of great benefit? I work with a lot of teenagers and I work with a lot of women having issues around eating, emotional eating, how they feel about their body and just what society tells us we should look like. And you know, social media is not making it any easier for us. And I just see that this stress is getting bigger and bigger, you know, for teenagers, 20 something, you know, for everybody actually, but especially for you, for you in your youth. What I would really wish for you is to understand there are many different body types. We come, you know, we always hear this, you come in all different shapes and sizes, but if you actually go into the science of it, there's three main body types and we call them a mesomorph, an ectomorph and an endomorph. But we don't all just fit into these three body types. There's actually combinations of each of those body types. So in reality, we have kind of six main body types. And some people are, you know, forever going to be trying to put on weight and they never can. And they're either very short or very tall, but they're that little bird-like body build. And unfortunately, in social media and in the modeling industry, that's what we get shown is this super tall, um, super tall, super skinny, you know, their clothes rack and that's their body type. Um, and we're not all built like that. There's people that put on muscle a lot more easily than others. Yes, there's people that put on body fat more than others. But in reality, we all have these amazing bodies that all have strengths, And yes, all all of our bodies have weaknesses, but I would really encourage you to learn about different body types and to learn about what your body type is and to try to embrace that because fighting your genetics and fighting your body type to fit in to what society says is normal is going to crush you over time and it's going to depress you and it's sometimes goals that are not attainable. So, you know, look at how tall your parents are or your siblings. Look at look at your grandparents. You know, yes, if your parents are holding too much body weight, that might not be you. You don't have to go down that route and you can go and educate yourself on 
healthy eating and nutrition, but I, I really would love you to learn about the different body types that there are in the world and embrace the fact that if you're not the skinny mini, you might be the one that lays down incredible muscle and there's all kinds of sports that you're going to excel at that other people won't. So it's about finding your strengths and playing to your strengths is what is actually going to make you feel more at peace with your body and with yourself. And, and that was probably the biggest gift I wish I had been given and I, I try to give to my daughter um, very frequently. We often talk about body types and it's, and it's really powerful to watch her understand that and then learn to embrace how she feels about her body. So that is, that is what I wish for you all. I mean, we always, you know, you always hear about people say, oh, I would love you to find self-love or, you know, but find out who you are and what you're made of and what you're going to look like and then play to the, there are strengths in how you're built. So that's what I ask of you. And thank you very much for having me um, record the session. has been a guest on this podcast many times before. She is a Hawkesbury-based women's health physiotherapist who works with women of all ages, making everyone who walks through her door feel comfortable and empowered. She talks today about the importance of knowing that pain is not normal and reaching out for help. Dear Daughters, Pain is something you will experience across your life. However, there are times that pain is not normal. For one, your periods should not be painful. For two, sex is definitely not something that should be painful. There can be many reasons for pain and all of these can be worked on. Please don't bottle it up and don't let anybody tell you to deal with it or that it's all in your head or something that you need to deal with for the rest of your life. Listen to your body and if it's not feeling right, speak up. There's always help available. Unlike the other contributors in this episode, the next contributor is not a health practitioner, but she is so incredibly wise that I wanted her to contribute very much. Justine Curran is a photographer who specialises in family photography, capturing stories of family moments and feelings of childhood. She homeschools her two children and will often share wisdom and insights into the world and of motherhood, which are all so inspiring. Dear daughter, you are a wild creative being. Everything you touch turns to gold. You are one with all. And you get to choose your own reality. Choose love and magic will always follow. In times of darkness, and there will be my love, remember to breathe you will find the light within. You get to own your own feelings as others own theirs. The world is your mirror, a reflection of your agency. 
the playful self can seem like a trickster. But it is wiser than you think. Make sure to visit her every now and then. She will show you what is true. Sing ever so loudly, my darling. Let our ancestors hear you from the stars. Your voice is powerful, my dear. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. You are a wild, creative being, my love. Laura Harrison is a naturopath and mother of two. She practices in her hometown of Bellingen in the beautiful clinic Chamomile Naturopathy. She shares with us a beautiful tribute to her daughter about her desire for her to be one with nature. Dear daughters, the other day I called out to find my daughter and I saw her halfway down a muddy bank. She'd lost her shoes some time ago and her hair was curly and wild. Her face was beaming with radiance. She was deep in nature, deep in play and deep in happiness. What I want to teach her, what I wish I knew more of as a young girl and what I want to learn more about as an adult and a guardian to my small folk is all about nature. I want my daughter to be skilled in reading the patterns of nature from the seasons to the specifics the coming and going of creatures, the wonder of fireflies, the breezes of springtime, the koala tracks up a tree, the honey smell of a tea tree in full blossom. I want her to be patient enough and quiet enough to watch the platypus play in our river, to walk outside after the sun has gone to bed and to gaze up and watch a shooting star. I want her to be able to read the sky the stars and also the shapes between the stars, hiding their patterns within the darkness. I want her to be able to catch a fish and cook it on a campfire that she lit herself. I want her to feel her body soaked from a summer storm and give herself permission to retreat inward in winter. I want her to be able to whittle herself some bush tools, even if it's just for the fun of it. I want her to be able to walk in the forest, to swim under waterfalls, and to find her way home again. I want her to be in her body, to feel the earth beneath her feet, the sensations of dirt, rocks, sand, water and clay. I want her to stand tall, knowing the world in which she is a part, and knowing that she is a part of her world. And I would love for all of our daughters to also take on life with this sense of belonging. Dear daughters, remember that your worth is not defined by what others think of you. When you're growing up, it's a challenging time of life because you are figuring out who you are as a person, but also feeling so desperate to fit in and be loved. You don't have to put a label on yourself now or ever, but you need to just keep doing what you love and what brings you joy. And eventually that will evolve into your own unique loveliness. Don't feel that you need to change this to be like other people. This can be hard. 
There are so many people out there that don't know how to feel good about themselves and they will bring others down to make themselves feel better. Don't be one of those people, but importantly, don't let these people hurt you. Hold on to the knowledge that you are capable, beautiful, strong and worthy of love and adoration. Other people may seek to bring you down by harming your self-esteem, but this is a reflection of them, not you. Retain your kindness and your strength and move on. There is a saying that first you must love yourself. I think this is true in this case. If you don't respect and love yourself, then you won't believe yourself worthy of love. And dear daughter, you are worthy. Somewhere there is a person, no, there are people that love you and adore you and won't ask of you to change who you are. If you don't believe yourself worthy of love, then you may find yourself in a relationship where someone treats you poorly because they're living out their own poor self-esteem and seeking to bring you down to make you feel better. That's a toxic relationship. Did or I don't want that for you. I so want for my daughter to be kind and caring, but to be strong and resilient at the same time. Be confident that you are awesome just the way that you are, and you are so worthy of love. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Please join me over at the Guts and Girl Bits Instagram page and share any other words of wisdom that you would like to contribute as well. Guts and Girl Bits now has a collection of e-courses that you can view online. The primary course available at the moment is Natural Menopause Support, which provides a whole heap of information on supporting yourself through the major symptoms of menopause and easing through this transition in life. You can find the collection of e-courses at gutsandgirlbits.teachable.com and there you'll also find an e-course of understanding underactive thyroid and coming up soon will be e-courses called The Cyclical Woman, Navigating the Teenage Years, Children's Health, Nourishing the Mother and more. If you've enjoyed today, please leave a review and share this episode to help spread the word. Thank you.